Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hour number two, Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Good to be with you. Thanks for joining us. Ooh, felt good to get some football under the belt there. Watch a team take care of business the way they're supposed to. It's not a lot to spend on this game. Uh, most of what we'll be looking at as we go forward is, of course, LSU this week. And uh, today is the lone day where you kind of look back and say, all right, what do we see? Is there anything you can learn from this? Uh, you know, we ended the hour with all that conversation about Tate Rodemaker. And again, I don't want to belabor the point, but it was unsettling to say the least. And it's going to be a, a problem, I think, if they have to go to him. Uh, I hope I hope that's not the case. Look, at the end of the day, there's nothing nothing illegal about your starting quarterback staying healthy for every game. It's happened before, so uh, that's that's a big thing. That was one thing that I did not like in this game. He is, got pulled by the leg. Into the, well, you know, that they didn't really run. You can him. slide. No, but he he was trying to lead block in a couple circumstances. Yeah, like, one of which was near the goal line. Yeah, don't do that. And Jordan, I mean, I get it. And I get why you want to do it. You want to prove to your teammates that you've got their back. Trust me, by staying healthy for 12 games, you will have proven that that you've got their back. Given your specific history of problems, sir, there is no need to be an extra blocker. I know that you put on some weight, but come on, man. I can't say it enough. You're going to see a very different set of plays off the base plays that you watched this past weekend. Um, you know, you're going to see a lot in this LSU game that you did not see in the Duquesne game. Now, I don't know if it'll be successful, but they are going to do so much off of what you saw from these bland looks that you got in this game, which is great, which is great, because we've, we've watched some of that, and I'm not talking about what the plays are. I'm just saying they kept it very vanilla, as you should. They just went out and wanted to run the football, as they did for over 400 yards, three different backs with over 100 yards, dictated terms physically with a much bigger, stronger offensive line, deeper offensive line than they've had in years past, took care of business in the way that they're supposed to. There wasn't much in the way of negative to take away from this game. I mean, I was disappointed with the kick returns. Again, I'm damn tired of it. I don't know why. I I thought McCall looked like a guy that was kind of jogging around looking beyond a tree in a game of paintball, worried he was going to get shot. It was kind of like, what are you doing with this half-stepping? Hit the ground and go, baby. What are we doing here? The only reason I use the paintball analogy is that when I played paintball, the first time I did it, I got I didn't I didn't know enough uh, to know that it hurts like hell when you get shot because I was wearing a t-shirt and shorts. Never do that. That's dumb. You get lit up on that bare skin. You're like, damn, damn it! All of a sudden, you think you're in a war. You're like, I'm not getting shot again. This is not good. So you kind of half step 
around every obstacle, making sure somebody's not there to shoot you. Clear the corners, Jeff. Got to clear <laughs> yeah, the corners. I'm just telling you. McCall looked like that, like he had been shot on the bare skin. Ooh, I don't like it. Hit the ground. Let's go, baby. What's interesting is they have specific drills in which they, and this is during the observable portion of practice, so I can talk about it. Balls in the air, they catch it, and they say, go! Like, they're standing oh, next to him, uh, and Mike buddy, is like, go! I don't know how many times we're going to have to... Uh, Apparently, we'll have to have a different message. Well, no, what I'm saying is we can no longer document for those fans that subscribe to Warchant.com, listen to the Jeff Cameron Show, Wake Up Warchant, whatever it is. I can't document it anymore. They work on special teams, I assure you. To, they- to what end? I don't know, but they do. And it's just something to behold. What's the name of the uh, the Buffalo that disappointed you that it was small for Colorado? You know, oh, Ralphie. Yeah, Ralphie. Can we rent Ralphie for <laughs> <laughs> to chase the, the kick returners? You know, that's the drill we need right now. Is Ralphie's behind you now? We're gonna let him go. Come on, Sam. We're gonna let him go. Yeah, I or a tiger or something. I mean, goodness <laughs> well, gracious, it's yeah. just uh, it's unsettling. I don't know. I don't know what's with the the half step. Also, the body language on the second one was not good. Some of the players around <laughs> it. I'm not going to say who, but some of the players that were part of the kick return team. Yeah. I'm thinking their body language is saying, "Here we go again." Uh uh-uh. uh No, no, no. This. You know what? The 25 is a okay by me. So I said last night that I think Four State's going to have to pass the ball, and 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 going to have to have success in the passing game if they have any chance at all to win against LSU. And I believe that. I'll reiterate that now. I think they got to throw the ball. I do not think, even though the identity of this team is going to be to run the ball, and they want to, they, much of what they do is predicated on being able to run the ball. There are going to be a couple of matchups, maybe four actually, where they're going to have that taken away that the opposing defensive line is good enough to stymie that consistently, and it is not efficient to run on first down against a big front. And they're going to do that. And and so you're going to have to throw on first down, which I think they can. And you're going to have to throw out a looks that you ran the ball in last weekend, this past this which Saturday. Which the outlets are there. They're so it's all, all part of the base. There. And yeah. I think you're going to see a lot more of it in this game. I think that's how they're going to have to play it. Because I don't believe you're going to be able to line You certainly aren't going to line up and bully LSU the way you just did Duquesne. So I'm not saying you abandon the run. I'm saying the way you attack this defense is going to be a little bit different than what we saw in this game. I think they're going to come out throwing. Yeah, the question to me is how many matchups out of the 12 this season, well, 11 remaining, are academic that you can't consistently run the football. For example, the Florida game last year, by drive two, you're thinking, oh, my God, there's no chance. You can't like, run the they've ball. got no chance to run the ball. How many of those are there? Or are there, in those instances, well, you're about to count them off. Mm-hmm. You think it's going to be as bad as the mismatch for Florida last year in November? Because could it be something closer to neutral? They're going to lose more than they win, but it's something closer to where you can actually do it and second and seven wouldn't stun you, where you're like it's little giants. And they say they gained a yard, and everybody celebrates. Yeah, there'll be no. They'll have more opportunities where that's the case than they did last year. They're better, and and they they've got a good offensive backfield, and they they've got a better offensive line. So I I think yeah, they'll be in those positions more than they were a year ago. The problem is. They they face an NC State team that will stop the run. They face a Clemson team that's going to stop the run. I think this LSU team is going to stop the run. That's three right there. I think they're going to have a hard time probably running the ball against Miami. 
So, but you don't think it's as bad or as stark no, as no. you know. You can't even try. Don't even bother at right. all because that's how it's been the last few years. Yeah, it has. And I think for this now, listen. One thing to note there: there are better offenses than ours that struggle to run against really good defenses. I mean, defenses today. I mean, look. First of all, modern football uh, is predicated on the passing game. We, we we watch this in both leagues in in the NFL and in college football. Now, the run has its place, of course, but the when we just look at relative to how efficient an offense is, they throw the ball. They throw the ball a lot. And then off of that, you kind of open everything else up. When I was a kid, everything was predicated on the run. Everything started with, we're going to run the ball down your throat. We're going to soften you up. We're going to take shots. You're going to creep up. You're going to kind of stop the run. We're going to have matchup advantages at that point that we've created via the run. It's different now. Yeah, that's the thing, though. If they throw a couple of bubbles early on and they are no gains or they go for one or something along those lines, don't get pissed off because no. what you're trying to do is fan set it, it up, out. Set it up, well, set it up. And yeah. you're trying to fan them out a little mm. bit. Oh, you have to. That's the key. It's like establishing the jab. And I don't think they're going to do it based out of a different-looking offense where Jordan's under center or anything crazy like that. It's going to be the RPO throws. Those are the ones that are going to get you in the rhythm. I wonder – so when you're doing that, Tom, a lot of this is the <sighs> – we talk about patience that you have to have. Well, that's all based on how well is your defense stopping them. So can you set these things up as you're talking about a couple of drives in and it's 0-0? Or is it 10 to nothing? And now we got to come out of that. You know, now we got to do something different. So when I look at this game, I think, all right, if you can get stops early against LSU, you can be patient. You can kind of do the things that you want to do to open it up later in the game and wear them down. I just I'm worried that you're going to give up a big play because they have elite receivers and if you're not home and they do have a mobile quarterback, Jaden Daniels is going to start. So if if you give up a big play to an elite receiver, which is not unthinkable, now how patient can you be? Last year they had to stay in certain looks cuz they couldn't do anything else. And to their credit, even when they got down, you know, you think of the Notre Dame game, they're way down. Notre Dame backs off and basically says, we're betting on the time. We have, we think, the ability to let you drive via the running game. If you want to do it, we're giving it to you. You can have it. But we're going to tackle you six yards, five yards, seven yards, four yards. and take you forever to get down there and score. You might. But we're going to look up. We're going to be up by two scores. We're going to be in the middle well, of the fourth and, quarter. And we think we're going to score anyway because of what their defense had, was unable to do. Florida State's defense was unable to do. That's right. what they were betting. Yeah, yeah, so they're saying, look, we can score again, and we'll let you take up seven minutes off this clock if you want to. We're going to give that to you. Problem was they gave up an 80-yard touchdown, and then they gave up another big play. So what they were trying to do is give to get, and they gave up too quick. I'm just curious – you know, early on, yeah. if you can't run the ball at all. I, I hear your concerns, but we are allowed to be in front. We're allowed to score first. Sure. I know it, it's a weird place. Well, we did this game right we down did. the field, buddy. Right. And his first season, they came out with scripted plays, and they were fantastic. It was when they got off a of script. The thing I like about this offense is they've got a chance to to fight straight up more than they have in years past. Correct. It, it's not great, but they've got a better shot at doing mm -hmm. that. But they're never afraid to change the terms of the fight if they know they can't win straight up. 
the geography on the field. All right, you're going to win over here. We're moving over here, man. That's great that you've got an awesome nose tackle. He's not going to see the football hardly at all today. Well, you because, want him to go sideline to sideline right, out, yeah. Right, and that's got to be part of the game plan. The good thing I saw, too, out of the offensive line this weekend was Dylan Gibbons looks as fresh as a daisy. He oh. got down the field multiple times, 15, 20, 25 yards down setting, the field. Setting the tone, man. Yes, yes, that's good to see. Yeah, and he looked great at center, too, so that was fine. I mean, I feel I feel good about that. I'm not surprised that he looked good at center, either. We, we kind of thought that that right. was a possibility. And if you're joining at the top of the hour, Maurice Smith is on the depth chart this week. He was not last week. That's, that's good, but you've got to be prepared, and they will be. This staff has to be prepared to have as many as two or three different centers in this game. I want to take a right turn before we break because I've got to ask you about it today. Have you seen? Can I just do this? I mean, we've always done it. This is going to be a two-part thing. Here's the first part. The hell are we doing, Tom Brady? What are we doing with that hair? Now, look, I will call out a joker for a wig in a heartbeat, and I'm a master. I've got the radar. I've seen it for years. I've called it out, even in the face of... Of pushback when people said no, I've, no, no. This is nearly a ten-year deal now. Oh yeah, with, with calling out Brady. Well, I think we're seeing the ver- uh, we're seeing a man on the verge of a nervous breakdown. There's a couple things here going on that have me very concerned. I'm going to get out in front of this, Tom. This is going to be a long year in Tampa. The Bucks are not going to be good. This guy's losing it. By what standard? He's losing it. By what standard? What do you like mean? Eleven and six or ten and seven? 10 because and seven. I got ten okay. and seven. They're going to be an average team, slightly above average team. Hmm. You may want to take the money on the Saints to win the division. Oh, no. I'm just telling you. Sir. I'm, sir, this is not going to be a good year <laughs> in Tampa. I just, You're betting on Jameis to beat Brady in the division? The Saints beat our ass with anybody. They roll out there at quarterback. Anyhow, unless it's the playoffs, then we win and go yeah. to the Super Bowl and win it. That's right. So With the, greater efficiency than Peyton and Breeze ever had at winning a Super that's Bowl. That's correct. That's correct. That's well, how my, sad. But, well... I don't. I'm not worried about their feelings. What I'm saying is, if we just look at this, I think we've got warning signs every which way to Sunday. He doubles down on the yeah. wig. He doubles down on the wig. It's like this is. It's not. It, nobody thinks that's real. It's just crazy person hair everywhere. It's it's a lion's mane straight up in the air. He's doing a Carl Ravitch. It's nuts. He looks ridiculous. So that's funny. Um, the, he said something, oh, too. Oh, uh, yes. The, I the wa- quote? The press conference. I didn't watch it, but I read the quote, and I was like, what? I, I watched the whole thing and went, my man has gone nuts. He's saying, I've got a lot going on in my life. So the ultimate competitor? No, no, no. He. Everyone's got different situations they're dealing with. We all have really unique challenges. It's all personal. I'm 45 years old. There's a lot of blank going on in my life. Come on, man. Surgery, a bigger wig, eleven days out of practice. What are we doing? Uh, direct uh, director Matthew has the photo up there. Look at go. that! What is he? Do- what is going on? And look at that faraway stare. He's starting to look like a woman. There's a lot of weird stuff going on here. He's had seventeen surgeries. Clearly, what is is my man trying to? <laughs> this is a crazy person talk. Uh, the head professional of tennis at Capital City Country <laughs> Club. <laughs> he looks crazy. It's it's going down. Boy, it's bothering you. Huh? Oh no! I'm just wanting fellow Buck fans to understand it's over. It's over. 
and you're watching the beginning of a nervous breakdown, this spiral. It's got weird. Don't worry. It can be documented right here on Real Talk 933. <laughs> you're home for the Buccaneers it's, in Tallahassee. He's nuts. He's, it's crazy what kind of crisis he's going through. It is bizarre. Go listen to him talk. You're like, what are we? Well, it you know, there could be a divorce pending or something along those There's lines. There's a lot of yeah. stuff pending. Could. <laughs> There's, I'm telling you. I also think he's like a buck fifty these days. Like, what is going on? <laughs> he's gone. <laughs> There's just. I'm first guessing it, Tom. Well, it's the O line that's going to be the bigger problem than Tom Brady's whatever he's going through right now. He wants to be home because he's going to get hit. He's going to get hit a lot, and if he doesn't want to be there in the first place, and he's going to get hit more than he ever has in Tampa, that's the problem. I, I this is it's I'm, I'm just telling you when I watched that when he was talking I went oh this is worse than I thought my man is in trouble and he's got there's a lot going on what there. the hell's going on down I, in Tampa I did four Fournette's two hundred eighty pounds in July I, I wanted it I wanted somebody to come up and go uh, Tom's not taking any more questions we're we're gonna we're done here guys let's shut it down no more questions for Tom. Uh, we've got <laughs> Tom. What did you think of practice today? Seven. <laughs> uh, guys, no, yeah, we're we're done for today. Oh my goodness, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a toughy, guys. Just wanted to get out in front of it here. I want hey, y'all to know it paid off. I know we won our Super Bowl. That's, That's right. fine. I, I'm okay, but man, everybody's going through things in life, man. It's like what. What, what, what is this? When, when what, have you cared about what, that what, if a teammate what, what, was going through something during training camp what, ever? I need him to get some food in him. I need him to uh, stop adding to the wig. What? It's It was good enough, Tom. It was good enough. Why do we keep adding layers to the wig? He's going to have a hairline that starts just above his eyebrow at the next press conference. And he's going to weigh a buck thirty. Uh, th- this is going He's still going to have a passer rating of 110, though. <laughs> you watch. The- he will. He will. It's Jeff Cameron, show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply Uh, well done. <laughs> it is. It's. Uh, I'm. I'm. I'm okay because of what you said. The gamble paid off. Got the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Also won the division. So it's all. It's all good. Right. Your brand is stronger. Yeah. No. Everything about it's better. It's possible to win there again. So a quarterback but, could look at the place and say, you know what, Brady did it. I can do it. But we're. Um, but but I gotta tell you, my man, we are gonna be sitting back in awe at this meltdown. 
He does look like he wants <laughs> He's to talk a Karen. to the manager. He's yeah. a Karen. Karen? He's a Karen. You're just looking at him like, oh, no. What is happening? I'm telling you, he looks like the female head professional at, at the country club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go see Dawn over in the tennis shop. She's in the pro shop. She works uh, four days a week. <laughs> it's just I, I, I'm wondering what his teammates are thinking. Uh, just as I'm wondering what the Nebraska players were thinking when my man decided to kick an onside oh kick up twenty-eight God. to seventeen. Didn't get it. Five plays later, touchdown Northwestern. And here we go again. That dude is aged 15 years and five, too. You can see it. Quote, I made the call. It's on me. Yes, Scott. At that point in the game, I thought all the momentum was on our side. I thought if we recover this, we'll win the game. He's chasing. You can't chase the win. How about no, Scott? You can't chase the win. Play the next play, baby. Let's go. I felt like maybe we were the better team. Maybe. Oh, no. You can't really foresee them scoring 14 straight points and us sputtering after we played so well to start the second half. So he's blaming the offense now. He just blamed the offensive coordinator, who's Whipple, right? Those are excuses. If I had it over, I wouldn't have made the call. Well, you don't have it over, my man. Uh, <laughs> we got to stop with the parallel courses we're on with Nebraska, too, right now. Because it shouldn't affect the way I feel about Florida State, but when I saw they lost, I thought, are we going to be in the same spot they are? Well, he's 15 and 30. He's 5 and 21 in his last, uh, in, in, in one score games. 5 and 21. So I, I don't I mean, I don't know that you let somebody sit around here and go 15 and 30. You guys take the charter home. I'm going to go hit the pubs. That's what he did. Well, you know, they have done the patience thing you know, where you're like, okay, we're going to hold off. We're going to be very patient. Sometimes I think that's the way to go, but, I mean, that is uh, that's a tough one to take right there. Speaking of which, and, you know, the Internet doesn't forget, after yesterday's loss, meaning this was posted on Sunday right after the Saturday loss. Think about this, Tom. When we get into the, the discussion about grass is not always greener. 15-30 and 30 at Nebraska is Scott Frost. Bo Pelini was fired after going 67-27. and 27. If Frost wins his next 50 games in a row, he'd still have a worse record than Bo Pelini had at Nebraska. <laughs> How many? 50. If he wins 50 in a row, he'll have a worse record than Bo Pelini did at Nebraska before they fired Bo. I'm not, I, I didn't even think Bo Pelini was very good there, but I mean, whoo, that's a toughie. That hurts your feelings. We got him. There he is. Ira Chaffel, Warchant.com. My man joins us as he's wont to do on a Monday. And this time around, Ira, we're talking about a 40-point victory. This is a this is a moment not to revel in, but to just at least acknowledge. Because normally you and I are talking to start a season about picking up the pieces and where to go next. So welcome in on that note, sir. It feels like the 90s again, Jeff. <laughs> 
Yeah, on the verge of playing a huge game that the nation's going to be watching fresh off a 40-point win. You're right. <laughs> it does feel like the 90s again. Oh, man. Well, you've had a chance. I know certainly you were at the press conference with uh, Mike Norvell. Uh, I don't know that there was anything really revelatory there, but if you want to comment on what you heard from him and your thoughts now that we're yet another day removed, certainly folks can read your thoughts on 321warchant.com. You can go there and read that, and I would strongly encourage everybody to do that. But uh, anything else that has come to mind now that you've had a little bit more time removed from this game? You know, one thing that, that you know I kind of felt during the game is even as well as Jordan threw the ball and, and the, the passing game clicked when he was in there, on a couple of the the missed throws, you could tell he he didn't like either what the receiver route the route the receiver ran, or I know there was one pass where uh, it looked like the receiver drifted after get like finding a spot and then kind of drifted instead of staying where he was, and and uh, you know so you saw some miscommunications there defensively. There clearly were a couple of miscommunications about whether the defensive end or the outside linebacker were supposed to kind of keep contained, and so and the coaches kind of validated that they said there were there were the communication was good overall but there were some definitely some slippage and things when they got different looks guys didn't all everybody wasn't on the same page and i think that's important to note because you're playing a team in lsu that will be playing their first game and i think that kind of crystallized for me is you know that's where the advantage is for a team that has already played a game is that you should have been you should be able to work out some of those things whereas lsu won't have that advantage yeah, I agree with that. I think that's important. Um, again, I talked about how physically you wouldn't learn a lot here, but there were things that you could utilize in a first game that LSU hasn't played and some kinks that you can work out, and that has to do with communication both on and off the field. And you're kind of talking about that here where you can refine some things, whether that be uh, attention to detail in certain areas of route running, whatever it might be, and then also all the communication stuff that I talk about off the field. I think you're right. I, I think Florida State has an opportunity, and we knock on wood here, to get off to a good start in this game because of it. And and I, in a weird way, I think if Florida State wins the game, it will be because they get off to a good start and then holds on for dear life. And I don't mean that as a negative. It just means that I think LSU will get into the game slowly, and there's real talent there, so it'll become a dogfight. But Florida State could get out to an early lead, and that would be huge. It's been a, it's been a minute. Well, there's no question. You'd, you'd much rather be playing this game when it's being played mm-hmm. playing them in November because um, we know that, that you know they have an edge on talent. They've recruited much better, even with some of the players that have left over the last year or so with the coaching turnover, they have recruited at a completely different stratosphere from where Florida State has been recruiting the last few years. So they're going to have a talent advantage, but you do get them in this first game, and you do get them with the game under your belt. Uh, And and to your point, I think Florida State's going to get some opportunities. LSU is going to make mistakes. It's inconceivable that LSU, in their first game with a whole new coaching staff on both sides of the ball, that they're going to come out and play a clean game and not make mistakes. Well, man, FSU has to make them pay. Because, as you said, if they're doing the right things and your guys are doing the right things, they're going to have a lot of advantages in that game. But when they make mistakes, and they should, Florida State has to take advantage of it. Could be a big moment for Jordan. And and, and what, the reason I say this is I think he has a chance. He's already solidified himself as the starting quarterback. We know he's better than he was a year ago. And just in terms of leadership, he put on weight, he did all these things, right? He looks more decisive, more importantly. I think that will probably show – throughout the course of the year. I don't think that's going to change. I think that that step forward is – but here's where you have a chance in a big, big game 
with the experience that he has and the confidence that he's built to get out to a good start because I think we both agree, Ira, they got to throw the ball early. I think they're going to have to throw the ball. They're not going to bully LSU's defensive line. Jordan should be equipped to do so. I think he feels confident throwing the football. He's going to get a chance because LSU's going to dare him to do it. Yeah, I mean, and again, you know, it's it's hard to take too much away from the Duquesne game, but you did like the way he stepped into some throws. So, you know, he had two or three throws over the middle that were impressive. I mean, it, it, it looked a little bit different, and it seemed, it's what we've seen in practice a couple of those days out there in preseason where we were like, whoa, we haven't seen this before, and it's when he throws with conviction, hits it over, sees it over the middle, makes that throw, gives the receiver a chance to go make a play. You know, that's a big deal. That's not just floating balls out on the perimeter. And, uh, you know, again, though, it's a big step, step, big step up in competition, and nobody has any idea how much pressure that defense prep for LSU is going to be able to put on, on, on this offensive line. We love Alex Atkins. I mean, I think he's done a tremendous job since he's been at Florida State. Everybody has all the confidence in the world. Man, the spotlight is on him and that group to see if they can do anything to neutralize a really talented defensive front for LSU. What do you make of the or in front of Maurice Smith's name? It wasn't there a week ago. He's obviously progressing enough for them to put him on the depth chart. Yeah, man, I, I think knowing that kid and what he played through last year and the fact that it sounds like he's told Alec, Alex Atkins that he's going to practice this week, um, I wouldn't bet against him. I think there's a decent chance he plays. And uh, and then, you know, again, now it's okay. How able, how capable is he to do to do the things they need him to do? Because it's not like FSU center just snaps it and stands there. They do a lot of pulling. They do a lot of movement. So uh, we'll have to see how he does. But uh, it's... It would not surprise me at all if he's out there for that game. And, you know, a couple weeks ago, we probably didn't think that was possible. Given that not everybody has the opportunity during a work day to hear Mike Norvell speak at a press conference as you did today, what did he have to say, again, for the people listening now and and, and didn't have a chance to watch, uh, about special teams? I thought that was the lone area where maybe some frustration could have been built from the fan base in terms of kick returns and and letting some punts bounce. Yeah, it sounds like they really didn't have a problem, either he or John Papuchas, with Micah Pittman's decisions. Uh, you know, I think the the one that turned into a near fumble, the Kevin Knowles, it, it ended up hitting him. That's one where they, they were upset with the communication. That you know, He and other players have to be more clear and listening uh, to make sure that doesn't happen. But it sounds like they didn't have any major problems with Micah's decisions. Um, I thought maybe he could have got to one, one more of those ones that bounced, but mm-hmm. uh, they were they were fine with it. And then the lack of the, the return game, I mean, you know, they're obviously not happy, but you know Mike Norvell as well as I do, and especially early in the year, he's not going to be too negative. He no. likes to build guys up, and, and so his approach is to, you know, look, eight or nine guys did the right thing. We've got to get every single guy doing the right thing. You know, John Papuchis and Mike Norvell both kind of made it sound like they're not that far away. It sure looked like they were real far away uh, when we watched it. I didn't think um, I didn't think Sam McCall looked great. Nope. But, you know, he's a true freshman, and it's his first time out there. So it's understandable that maybe he's trying to break the big one as opposed to just getting decent yardage. It's, the other thing they did say was on the second one, he should have downed it. The, where that ball was, uh, as deep as it was on outside the hash, on those they want to down them. They don't want to take him out and that's that's where the mistake and I heard you and Tom talk about the body language I think the players on the special teams unit were kind of looking at him like dude why did you bring that back where it was you shouldn't have brought it back so it's a learning experience man he's a freshman and again that's a great situation that he got to get that out in that game and not in the Superdome on Sunday 
Talk to you later, brother. I'll see you tomorrow, of course, and we'll all be headed to New Orleans. Don't forget, everybody, to go over to warchant.com. You can read Iris' thoughts there, Corey Clark, and all that good stuff, plus tomorrow's seminal headlines from 1 to 3. Talk to you soon, brother. Thanks, Jeff. Take care. Yep, you too. Iris Chaffel. And, uh, yeah, I, the, only thing, the only thing is I, I admittedly agree, first of all, that, yeah, it's the first game of the year and you're going to have some things. But I'm, I'm, it's not like we were just waiting on this – because it's new. That, that all of last year, they they didn't they didn't return kicks with any degree of certainty. Nobody seemed to be gung ho about returning kicks, and that has to stop. Like I, that's the only thing I lost patience for right off the bat. I went again with this. Do you ever get nervous that somebody's a kick returner and it would rob them? You know, perhaps as an injury risk from their their day job, so to speak. Like for example, do Spanner Trey Benson. Would you be okay with them? Because I, they were in the rotation in camp. They were, and I think you got to use Deuce Span there to some extent. I, I really do think you need to. Or Benson. The one, oh. one hidden thing about Saturday on the pick on the fourth down. So Trey in the beginning, after it's intercepted, doesn't really take off. He, he's kind of watching for a few steps. And then he decides, as he realizes, oh, no, this guy might score, that he needed to turn on the Jets. It's not quite Carlos Williams, Kermit Whitfield, but and Pasadena. Bad. Man, that that kid was not going to score. He was not going to score. The turf monster got him, but it also saved him from being hit by Benson. Holy smokes! I'm and still mad about it, not just because of what happened, you know, with Tate making that decision and that throw, and all that that says about where his head's at still. But I'm mad about it because it cost us the shutout. I really wanted the shutout. They're so they're, rare they're, now. Well, they're gonna have the shutout. They're gonna get the shutout. They're gonna get it. If not for that interception, they're gonna get it. Damn it. That really pisses me off. That I was, I was like, we got this. This is gonna. They're not moving the ball. They're not capable of moving the ball. Uh, first down here or there. Once the defensive line got angry after the one first down, they ratcheted up and they stoned them. You could tell they turned it on, turned it off a little bit. Now that's one thing that certainly they'll be talked to about. Sure. But man, uh, you if you don't give up forty whatever that was on the return for the field position, they're not gonna score. We would have had. Chip Baker would have been able to walk over How that long spike he... <laughs> baseball to Adam Fuller. It would have happened. So my question is, and, and we see him at practice because we're up at Hauser, so we'll have to ask um, Big yeah. Shooter. Do you already spike them? And so if so, has he you been sitting it? on one for years <laughs> on his desk, or, or does he put the spike in after it happens? Because if it's beforehand, I mean, we got to go back and, and look how many years it's been. I know. They were coming left and right in the Stoops and Pruitt days. And not so much now. They were fun. They were fun. I was I was thinking to myself, man, you're you're on the verge of you know perfection for the game, and that you know, we would have complained about the kick returns. Obviously, Tate's. Uh, well, I mean, we're complaining about it now, but had he not done that, it really, right. what else? What else are you going to complain about? So you're not worried at all that going for it on the 31 yard line, fourth and seven, is indicative of confidence in the kicker or not? That that didn't play no, into the I equation. Think you think they're just getting work in? I think they're getting work in, and I think he was trying to show confidence in Tate. I'm wondering if he was trying to shield Ryan from having to miss one before next week to keep him up. That was my thought initially. Well, I mean, the play call is going to work. He's got yeah. him. It's yeah. it's a it's as bad a throw as you'll ever see. It's just terrible. Everything gets sped up on him. You can just see he, it's a panic. And uh, if it doesn't happen, now think about that. You remove that for a minute. The only thing we're complaining about at this point, likely, that I yeah. think is legitimate. And lamenting injuries, but yes. Yeah. I mean, you're you're basically going to complain about kick returns. That's it. Maybe 
I thought there was another punt he could have caught as well. But, I mean, that's it. Yeah, agreed. That's agreed. it. You wouldn't be complaining about the damn thing else. No, I mean. That... Especially because they played it so bland, so close to the vest, as they should have. But the offense was professional, the way they yeah, went about things. Right down the, yeah. It's just. We'll be talking about Kentron, too. Deuce and Kentron. Good job bringing up Kentron. I failed in the opening. I wanted to say good job to, to Kentron Portier because that's a kid that has had moments in practice and the body tells you it's got to happen. I'll give you one that I'm still a little curious about. Where What's Malik McClain going to be for us this year? I, I just I wonder that. I have not seen him take a step forward. And Well, yeah, the best thing he did was draw the penalty, which was not. Mm -hmm. uh, that was a good sell job on his part in the P.I., the throw down the middle. That's another one that Jordan – there were two where I thought – and Mike alluded to it today at the press conference. There were two where I thought Jordan turned down a better option or he, was, or he didn't see it. But on the Malik throw, he's covered over the top, and you've got an outside releasing route right yeah. underneath him. But other than that, I just like the fact that we're, we're – I'm criticizing Jordan Travis about being too decisive. That's a nice place to be. Well, and also – you're going to watch a, an entire football game. And you're going to see a misread here and there. You're oh, going to of course, see a opportunity. But here and those there. are it's the normal be... talking points yes. of breaking down a quarterback's performance. We haven't we haven't done that with him. You're considering buying a new home in the current climate. We've also heard, as everybody knows, that demand is high, inventory low. So you want to get an edge here. The first place to uh, to go is a call for my friend Shannon to my friend Shannon at Legendary Home Loans. Shannon will set you up with complete pre-approval underwriting. No longer an upgrade or anything like that. It's pretty standard these days. So if you want to get your offer on a new home pushed to the front of the line, shorten the time, remove your financing contingency and all that, the sellers will know at that moment that your offer is very real and ready to go. It's tough out there, so you want an advantage and a proven winning team in your huddle. Get pre-approval underwriting from my friend Shannon with the one and only Legendary Home Loans. Call now. 844-FSU-LOAN, that's 844-FSU-LOAN, or visit fsuhomeloans.com, fsuhomeloans.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Christopher wrote, at Jay Cameron Show on Twitter, Jeff, does Tom Brady's story end with A, a Bruce Jenner ending, B, O.J. Simpson's ending too soon, C, walking off the field throwing his jersey, wig, shirt off while walking off the field with two birds flying high, D, a combo of A and C, and marries Donald Trump. <laughs> well done, Christopher. That Jets game last year was bizarre, and it had Tom Brady stole the show from Antonio Brown. That was the best part of that. Yeah, man, uh, I uh, I was I was laughing because as that comeback happened and the drive down the field occurred, I remember thinking, well, the only thing that would overshadow a player losing his mind on the field and taking off his jersey mid-game would be if Tom Brady engineers yet another drive to yep. rip the heart from the chest of Jets fans. <laughs> Countless. I mean, that game was over. They yeah. had it won several times. That was Tom Brady's double birds to mm -hmm. the Jets. One well, more time. That was also just a laser. It was Grayson. Mm -hmm. That was a laser. Oh, man. 
As soon as he made the throw, I was like, oh, you sorry well, ass Jets. That's, that is brutal. And they played a great game because, uh, you know. Oops. Yeah, I know. Way to throw it away. Uh, they way, did. Way to throw it away, guys. Yeah. That was the most childlike I was watching Brady play. Yeah, for a moment, I was the fanboys in New England. You know, we're like, oh, it's Tom Brady. That was me going, oh, my God, look at this. Well, he's done it a lot. I mean, and that was, remember how quick it happened, too. It's just like, bap, bap, bap. they had very little time. And it's just boom, 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 boom. We're like, oh, man, I've seen this before. This is, I mean, it, it, when it's happening for your team, it's it's incredible. But when you're watching it happen, all those years when he was in New England doing it to people, you're like, not again. This is going to happen again. Right. This guy's going to do this to these people. I, I never, you know, obviously. It's like watching a great pitcher who was, it was not great anymore, have that one day, that one start. Like, oh, he still yeah. has that. Yeah. Well, the depth chart was released today, by the way, and uh, the only thing that really stands out to me is uh, I mentioned it earlier in the show, and it's great to see because I can tell you that there was real fear um, that Maurice Smith may be out longer. And the fact that he's or on the depth chart is a really good sign. I want to bring that up. I also want to point out they played a ton of guys at center. It wasn't just that Dylan Gibbons played, but obviously Thomas Schrader played. You had oh, what, two other, I think, Stickle. Other, I think yeah, it's four Stickle total. Stickle played there too. Yeah. So. And Gibbons played there, as I said. So you, you had a lot of guys be able to give it a go. Yeah, Maurice, it'll be interesting to see what happens during practice this week. We'll see if Mike comments about it on the record. If not, then we'll talk about it you know, next week when we're on the show. And uh, I'll be interested to see if Gibbons is the second guy still uh, you know, over Darius. Is Gibbons the first reserve? Again, I'm just so glad that they showed that because, to me, I, I think – that sets the tone and creates a better opportunity for a group of five if he's in the middle. One of the things that you could do for this year, because again, remember, Dylan Gibbons is a redshirt senior, and he is a massive human being, 6'5", 330, athletic, best he's looked in a long, long time. Uh, you mentioned him blocking down the field, but if you're able to let him fill that role, you build more time for Thomas Schrader, who's been working so hard to get back to a place where he's physically capable of doing this. Still doesn't look right Still yet. isn't quite right. But so a lot you, closer than he was. Right, so, so if all of a sudden Gibbons can do that, I do think, even though we're talking about another registered freshman, I do think Estes is right. I think he can play. So I would put him at left guard or right guard if you want to shift it over. You could do that, and I think your line's fine. If you go Scott, Estes, Gibbons, uh, Emmanuel, uh, and then Bless Harris, and then you turn in teams the first off the bench at one of the guard spots, or if you want turning team in there instead of Estes, right. for now, you could probably do that, too. It's interesting, too. This was a question I got on the boards last week about Jazz and what he said he was really good at and bad at when he first came to Florida State, did the newcomer interview, and he said, I'm really good at run blocking, I'm bad at pass blocking. They told me that before I got here, yes. and that's what they want to work on. And I wasn't impressed with Jazz and Camp at tackle, at tackle. But then the move late, I'm intrigued now because clearly they like him as the first reserve at guard. And that was with a week? Well, I think I think we just assumed he was a tackle with the reach at six seven height. But you, if but you yeah. if you are already advanced as a run blocker and you've got that size as a guard, yet you might be serving everybody better if Maurice is not a hundred percent to play Dylan up the middle and you know rotate Dimitri and Estes and Jazz as your guards. I like that. I, I think you got a chance at that point because Darius I didn't think was great at center when he played before he got hurt. 
he's struggled with the snaps. He hasn't been consistent. He'll be in the rotation at guard as well. Yeah, okay. yeah. No, and I don't think Marie Smith plays this weekend. I'm not saying it because I want him to play. I just think that it's a great sign that potentially, in a pinch, the availability appears to be there. So, good. Let him get back in the fold, start practicing again. You're going to need him probably later on in the year. I'm just, you know, maybe – Maybe in the Louisville game, maybe the game out. I don't yeah, know. Maybe he will be available. I, I did not expect to see his name on the two deep. No, but my, so my yeah, and I don't expect him to play in this game. Um, but I mean, I, I don't think it's a welcome back kind of game. It's LSU's defensive line. You're coming that's off of true. an injury. I'm not yeah, rolling that's, his that's, ass back out there. That's got nothing to do with practice. No, you know, either uh, access. That's, that's no. just yeah. yeah. That's just a guess. But that he's on it. Maybe probable is my friend. Let's cue it up and get two. Put, put it's him on the time spot. for. How you say? Three clicks. Teaching, uh, probables? <laughs> uh, Cardinals, Reds, Miles Mikolas. Yes. TBD for the Reds. Dodgers, Marlins, Michael Grove, Pablo Lopez. Cubs, Blue Jays, Javier Assad, Jose Barrios. Red Sox Twins, Brian Bello and Dylan Bundy. Pirates, Brewers, Buccos have no idea who they're going to pitch. Corbin Burns will pitch for the Brewers. That's going to be a loss for the Pirates. Yankees, Angels, Frankie Montas and Jose Suarez. Phils, D-backs, Rangers Suarez. All kinds of Suarez out here. And Madison Bumgarner going for the D-backs. Padres, Giants, Mike Clevenger and Carlos Rodon. And that is a look at those who shall reside on the bump. So uh, I'll have you know that I had New Mexico State plus 10.5. They lost by 11. I had Florida State mm. minus 41. They didn't cover by one. Mm. We're off to a start. <laughs> You're off to a start. That's correct. Yeah. I missed the uh, half point. It was a half point loss in the New Mexico State game and a, uh, on, the, on the line, and it was a uh, one point no cover on the Florida State game. How about Vandy? What was that? What in the hell? That kind of ass kicking nobody saw coming. Why was an eight and a half point favorite? I believe. No, I think Vandy was favorite, but it's, oh, Vandy was. But but either way, it did not by fifty. Sixty three to ten. It, it was insane. How about that? Is right. I can't believe the number. Now listen, I'm going to go in here and we're going to talk about this. We'll put this out there, but I I do think Ohio State's going to have their way with Notre Dame, but some of the numbers I'm seeing associated with that are getting interesting. You're going to want to lock it in this week, guys. We've got oh, some, right. some thoughts here. Also, Oregon is a huge underdog to Georgia, and they should be. But you can do some alternate lines here where you can make that fun. You can get a lot of points, and it's not like Oregon's devoid of talent. So those numbers might be something for us to look at. You do realize. My computer's locked up. we got 10 seconds. Oh. Oh. You realize we'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> yes. I'll talk to you then. Right. Peace, everybody. <laughs>